Welcome back into the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, Steven Simcox here with you. Aaron Sexton alongside me. We're filling in for Matt the next couple of days. And I don't have to introduce our next guest in this market, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, it's the guy that everybody loves, your boy Q. He's in Vegas now. And, I mean, Q, I, I want to talk Cowboys Raiders, and we'll get to that. But first, I know there's a lot of people that are excited to hear from you. So just how are things going? You've been in Vegas for a few months now. Uh, what's it like, and what's it been like kind of hitting the ground running with, uh, with a new job there? Well, I'll tell you, man, I, one, I appreciate being on with you. And, uh, you know, shout out to everyone there in Central Texas. And uh, as much as I love Vegas, and I do, this has been a fantastic ride. Uh, I do miss everyone there because all the listeners there at ESPN Central Texas were fantastic. So uh, I like to see and hear from them every once in a while. But I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, you're doing your thing as well. And uh, ESPN Central Texas is still kicking. But, yeah, man, being in Las Vegas is amazing. And I'll tell you, there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. You know, it could be fun. It could be entertaining. It could be eye-opening. I mean, this, I'll tell you one thing. This city is very humbling. You know, you drive around the city and you can tell, you can see someone who's done really well for themselves or you can see someone who's not done very well for themselves. So, I mean, there's a lots of highs and lows in Las Vegas, but I wouldn't have it any other way, man. This is a fantastic city. Uh, just being able to cover the Raiders, uh, UNLV, the Golden Knights, you know, the Aces, and there's always a sporting event. I'm interviewing Shaq one day. The next day I'm hanging out with this person. I mean, it's just, it's always something going on. So, yeah, man, it's a fantastic time. Uh, you got to come out. You and the family got to come out to Vegas. When you do, you call your boy, and I got you. I know you'll be a great tour guide if, if we ever make that. Make that <laughs> I was on a helicopter there. the other day, Stephen. I was in a helicopter. I saw that. Yeah, so what's the story there? Were you just checking out the city, or, or what happened in that situation? I mean, why drive when you can fly in a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> no, what happened is uh, a, a couple of buddies that are big Raider fans, and they're from overseas. They're from London. They actually emailed me and said, hey, we're going to be in town for the Bengals Raiders game. We're going to do a Grand Canyon tour in a helicopter, and I, we would just like to invite you. And We know that you're busy and you have a lot going on, but you be our guest. You don't have to pay for anything. And you know, hey, my eyes lit up. He said, I don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> if it ain't free, it ain't me. That's right. So I responded immediately like, yep, I'm in. So I took a tour of the Grand Canyon. I was in Arizona one minute. The next minute, I'm back in Nevada. I mean, it was it was amazing, man. And and it's just some of the, the, the great things I've done since I've been here. I mean, going in a helicopter, who does that? So uh, it was a lot of fun, man. So, again, I just uh, I just soak in every opportunity to be here in, the, in a city that never never shuts down. Yeah, there's going to be a book or a movie about Q's life sometime because he always finds himself in situations <laughs> like that where somebody wants to take him up on a helicopter ride or, uh, you know, fun stuff like that. So I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying the city and, and seeing all its possibilities. Um, not, not to bring the mood down too much, but I know this has been a, a really strange year for the Raiders. Oh, and man. You love that team. You've covered this team for a long time. So between, you know, John Gruden and, and the email situation, him getting let go, of course, there was the awful situation with Henry Ruggs and, and his drunk driving, um, you know, arrest and, and everything that came out from that. What's it? I mean, what's it just been like covering this team and and how have they responded to all the ups and downs? Because that's a lot for a group of guys to go through in the span of, of a couple months. Well, brother, I'll tell you, it's a lot for me to go through in a matter of a couple months. I'm telling you, and, and I think, and I'm not trying to make light of it. I think the situation that we all experienced in 2016 with Baylor and all the issues that they had going on kind of prepared me for this situation because, man, you want to talk about going from the penthouse to the outhouse real quick. The Raiders were 3-0. and They were flying high. Everything was looking good. And then all of a sudden, like you mentioned, the emails with Gruden come out, and, and they're not even investigating Gruden. They're investigating the Washington football team, but he ends up being the fall guy. And so, hey, not excusing anything he did. It was awful. You know, what happened to him was, was should have happened to him. But, boom, he gets the axe. He's gone. Then all of a sudden, like you mentioned, the Henry Ruggs situation, that was real emotional, man. That was emotional for a 
million different reasons, but just because, you know, a, a young lady lost her life because Henry Ruggs was being reckless and stupid and thinking he was invincible, that was awful. So, I mean, it's been one heck of a roller coaster ride uh, covering this team, you know, and now they're currently on a three-game losing streak. And I'll tell you right now, uh, I don't know if, how much Raider football you've been watching, but I, I feel like that this team's going to probably continue that, uh, that losing streak. I just feel like they're, they're a broken team. Uh, all the everything's been going on is just too much for them to to handle. They got off to a pretty decent start after John Gruden got off to a two and zero start. Rich Bisaccia was doing okay, but man, that's almost like taking taking a five hour energy. Man, at some point you're going to need another one. I don't think they have another one in the tank. It's, it's been it's been rough the last three weeks. Coming off a bye, they haven't won a game since their bye week. So I, I just I think that they're they're just really not ready to pack it in. But they've been going through some things, man. And so I feel like this team is, is, is pretty much close to being broken. You mentioned Rich Bisaccia, and you, you've made this comparison before, but you've told us, like, the Cowboys and the Raiders are very similar. And a lot yep. of guys that might be in Dallas, they could end up in Vegas or vice versa. Like, it just kind of happens like that. So Rich spent some time in, in Dallas as a special teams coordinator. It's a tough job. I know they're in the midst of this losing streak. I mean, how would you evaluate how he's done? Is it even really fair to look at it given kind of the circumstance that he's been under the last few weeks? Yeah, I think he's a good guy. I think that everybody on the team wants to play for him. You know, everyone, as soon as he got the, the interim job, everyone said, hey, man, we want to play for Rich. And, you know, we, we want to play for Gruden, but we want to play for Rich. He knows everybody because he's a special teams coach, so everybody on the team he's familiar with. And he takes an approach that I can appreciate. You know, he allows his offensive coordinator to be the offensive coordinator. He allows the defensive coordinator to be the defensive coordinator. But I don't think he's got enough juice. I don't think he's got enough you know, control and experience, obviously. I mean, clock management's been bad. Uh, he's gone to the locker room a couple timeouts multiple times. When And, look, any Cowboy fan, I'm preaching to the choir, knows about time management and timeouts and what Mike McCarthy does with his. Uh, maybe you just never experienced – you never you, you never figured it out, I guess. But Basaccia is not too good with that part of the thing. So, uh, I think he's just an interim head coach. I think he's done the best job he can with the healthy the hand that he's been dealt. But uh, he's, he's an interim head coach for a reason. He's been a special teams coach in the league for a very long time. He wants to be a head coach, but this is not this is not it. I don't, I don't think there's any expectations of him being the head coach following the season. But, you know, you never know. But I, I just would be shocked if he was uh, put at, as a full-time uh, head coach at, with the Raiders. I just don't see it. And, Q, turning to the running game, I know Josh Jacobs has been dealing with some injuries. But overall, why can't this team really run the football? And, and what's going on with, with Josh Jacobs besides just kind of being in and out of the lineup a little bit? You know, that that's a great question. That's a million-dollar question. That's the reason why the offense can't go. You know, the, the running game has, has been non-existent all year. I mean, the, the biggest game that Josh Jacobs has had is like maybe 70 yards total in a game, and I think that was against the Giants. I mean, it's just it's not acceptable. It's not okay. You know, there was a week that Derek Carr led the team in rushing. You know that that's not going to that's not gonna win too many games. I mean, that's just you can't have that. And the offensive line has been a problem. You know, they, they reconstructed it in the offseason, and then all of a sudden Denzel Good, he goes down with the ACL in the first game of the week. Richie Incognito hasn't played. I played as many snaps as Richie Incognito played. So, I mean, he hasn't done anything. Um, you know, they have a center that's trying to learn the position. So, they're trying to gel with a bunch of different parts. They're not really good. Oh, by the way, their number 17 overall pick, Alex Leatherwood, that was going to be the right tackle of the future, is already the right guard. And, I mean, he's okay at moments. So, I mean, you know, it's just a lot of hitting and missing when it comes to draft picks. Uh, the O-line's not really put together. And the funny thing about it, Stephen, is that they were winning. They were 3-0 and at the beginning of the season, so they were winning despite having all these issues. But now the issues are just mounting, and now you see them because they're losing. So now it's like, okay, well, why are they losing? Well, they put a bad football out at the beginning of the season. They're putting bad football out now. They just can't overcome that bad football that they're playing. So they're just, they're just not a very good team right now. Can they get over the hump and, and get back into the win column at some point this season? Probably. I just don't think Thursday will be the day.
We're talking with your boy Q. Uh, you know him, you love him. He was here in Waco for a long time. He's now at ESP in Vegas and hosts the Locked On Raiders podcast. Q, Derek Carr, I know that name. Like you, You've talked about him at length. He's sort of a lightning rod. People have strong opinions about him, especially Raiders fans. Uh, I've seen him through some of these challenges this year. It seems like he's been a really good leader, at least publicly. You know, he said the right things in the face of, of some tough situations. Uh, how would you evaluate his play this season? And do you think they've come to any more of a conclusion about whether or not he's he's the guy for the for the long haul there in Vegas? Another good question. Uh, and I'll say this. He, you know, is the right guy for the job that they're dealing with right now, especially with all the off-the-field issues, you know, just all the adversity that they have. Uh, he's kind of, you know, even keel, and he tries to, to hold that down and be that leader in the locker room. But I'll tell you, after this last game on Sunday against Cincinnati, he looked like a, a man that was broken. I mean, really, he looked like a man that uh, just just knows that he's defeated and there's nothing he can do about it. I mean, his answers are usually real lengthy whenever you ask him a question in the media session, and now it's real short. I asked him a question about being aggressive and getting the ball down the field, and he said, hey, you guys can write whatever you guys want to write. And then he went into mm-hmm. being a Raider fan for 20 years, and uh, I'm just tired of this crap losing. I mean, like, he, he got a little angry, but – it was just funny the way he, he approached it. Like, that wasn't even the question I asked. The question was, how come you weren't able to get aggressive with the ball until late in the fourth quarter when you go three plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown? Where was that the whole game? Oh, you could just say whatever you want to say. Just speak on whatever you want to speak on. So, you know, it's just like – it's like it's that defeated attitude, you know? I mean, it, it almost looked like he was like Ward White that, you know, didn't get to walk his dog before lunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just – it was just that opportunity. It looked like he just missed out on something. You know what I mean? It's like just a little down – uh, a little, I don't know. He just looked down in the dumps, man. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate. So I, I don't know what's going on with him. It's going to be a good question in the offseason what they do with his contract. And honestly, it all goes back to is Mayock going to be the GM? Is who's going to be the head coach? Uh, is Carr going to get an extension? He only has two years left on his deal. I mean, you know, there's so many questions. This offseason will not be boring at all. There's too much going on with the silver and black. Ward's always going to get a shot when Q's on the radio, and that's okay. <laughs> I love me some Ward White. I got to shout him out. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean nobody nobody has done more for Ward than Q, except maybe like some people in his family. So it, it's okay. Q can Q can make those jokes if he wants to. <laughs> Let's talk about the Raiders' defense for a second. Gus Bradley, that, he was a big name. I know you're excited about seeing what he could do uh, with that group. Uh, they've kind of been up and down as well. But what do you think of the way he's managed uh, th- that side of the ball this season so far? You know, he's been a good surprise. I mean, he really has. I was uh, interested in, in what that was going to happen with him as a defensive coordinator. I thought the defense was going to be better, but it's better than better. You know, I mean, it's really the reason why they won those first three games of the season. It's really why they got off to that 5-2 and two start. Now, they've lost three straight, but even last week against Cincinnati, the defense is what gave them the ball. I mean, Steven, they got a fumble. They caused a fumble on the first drive for Cincinnati, and they got the ball all the way down to the nine-sinking-yard line, and the offense had to settle for three. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you just can't do that. And so the defense is actually playing some pretty good ball. Now, they're not great against the run. Your guy from TCU, Trayvon Merrick, is quietly playing some really good ball. Uh, he only has one interception on the season. But, man, he's playing some good ball. He's making Jonathan Abram uh, play the position that he is more comfortable playing, which is up near the line of scrimmage, and he's still not that good. But Trayvon Merrick is a stud, so mm-hmm. uh, shout-out to TCU for that. Uh, you know, but, yeah, all the parts are really fitting defensively. It's just – it's just they can't get it going offensively. And like I said, the run game, as far as the run defense goes, it's, it's a little suspect. You know, there's an opportunity on Thursday for Zeke or Pollard, whoever decides to run the ball, to have an opportunity. They're similar. It's funny. Again, going back to the Raiders and Cowboys are so similar. They have Dan Quinn. The Cowboys have Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, former guy from Seattle. The Raiders have Gus Bradley, former guy from Seattle. They run the same kind of scheme. And so you know this defense is really meant 
to play with the lead. I mean, that's just what it is. They're meant to play with the lead. They're, the stopping the run is not what they concentrate on. It's getting to the quarterback with the front four. Cowboys have done a good job of that. Raiders have done a great job of that as well. But stopping the run is not their strong point. With that being said, they still are playing some good ball. We're talking with your boy Q. You used to hear him all the time. And you can hear Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio from 2 to 4 Vegas time. That's 4 to 6 our time here in the Central Time Zone. And Q, you talked about the Cowboys there a little bit. You know that team well. I know you're busy on Sundays covering the Raiders. But um, Dallas got off to a really hot start after that loss to Tampa Bay. They've lost two out of their last three now. Look like, you know, they're banged up. This is kind of a, a typical November swoon for them. What do you make of, of what you've kind of assessed from, from Dallas this season as, as they've built up a pretty good record, even with the struggles they've had lately? Well, I'll tell you, man, I go back to the defense. I love what they're doing as far as causing turnovers, man. That's something that we talked about for years on ESPN Central Texas, that the Cowboys just don't create enough turnovers. They can't intercept the ball to save their life. Well, lo and bold, here comes Trayvon Diggs. That dude, you know, DBs win games. I don't care if I'm in Vegas or in Central Texas. DBs still win games. And I know he gets burned and he gives up plays, but, man, he makes a lot of plays. So I take that chance. And, by the way, I've been uh, saying on the radio here all the time that, by the way, the Raiders could have had Trayvon Diggs. Instead, they went and got Damon Arnett. Oh, by the way, he's no longer on the team. He's been released because he's a he's an internet thug. So that's another uh, that's another uh, shot that the Raiders have taken this year. But I like Diggs a lot. I like what, uh, what Dan Quinn has been able to do with that defense. He's got guys uh, really believing. Micah Parsons is a stud. I think he can play any position on the field. I mean, he's just uh, he's amazing. That was a really good get, and I don't think that was uh, the Cowboys' first choice. I think they were going to go get a DB no matter what, and well, they ended up with Parsons. So uh, it's, sometimes it's, it's better to be lucky than good, and I think that's two years in a row, right? You go out and get C.D. Lamb because uh, he fell to you, and then you get Michael Parsons because, well, the, the guys you really want to take were already gone. So uh, sometimes better to be lucky than good. Ward's dad says that all the time, so there you go. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm – I'm, uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Cowboys. They're on a little bit of a skid, but don't worry. The Raiders are coming to town to help you get right. <laughs> <laughs> and final thing for you on, on the NFL. I just – I can't make sense of the AFC at all, Q. I know the Chiefs right. are, seem like they're starting to figure it out, but Tennessee goes and, and lays an egg against the Texans. Um, I mean, we see the Bills get pounded by the Colts last week. The NFC, the Bucks have lost a few games in a row. The Packers lost a division game. I know it was on the road. The Vikings are a pretty good team. But I, my question is, Q, like – Who's the best team in the league right now? Like, is there anybody that stands, you know, kind of head and shoulders above everyone in your eyes? Because it just seems like there's even more parity than normal. No, there there is. And there's not really a team that stands out. You know, of course, the Titans have the eight wins on the season, but they don't have Derrick Henry. So without Henry, I kind of look at him like, eh, yeah, I know it's a good story, but I don't think that that's, you know, that's really going to be sustainable. You saw what happened against the Texans. You know, they took that L. Uh, the Bills, I had high hopes on them, but they don't look so hot. The Chiefs, I mean, they're looking like one of the hottest teams in football right now after coming off that win against the, the Cowboys, and that wasn't that impressive. You know, they put up 19 points. They were able to get it done defensively, but, I mean, man, that's such a great question. Tampa Bay, they look like they come down to earth now. You saw them on Monday night get right against the Giants, which ultimately led to Jason Garrett getting fired, which I don't think anyone in Central Texas is surprised by. I mean, did anyone think that was a good offensive coordinator hire? I didn't, but okay. Uh, you know, so there's just so many questions, and I think that the NFL is sitting back somewhere, printing money, loving every second of it, because every fan base, for the most part, believes that they still have a chance. Even the Raiders, who are sitting at 5-5, five and five, they're like, well, you know, you win against the Cowboys, you got the Washington football team up next, that could be a couple wins. Like, there are people are telling me that there's ways that the Raiders are going to end up with about 9 or, or, or 10 wins, and I'm thinking, I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't see it, but if it does happen, great, but I, I just don't see it right now. So, uh, yeah, man, every fan base still believes, and that's a good thing for the NFL. All right, Q, before you go, I know people know where to find you in this market, but if they don't, you're on Twitter, you're at your boy Q254. Where can they listen to Raider Nation Radio? Where's the best place to, to find your show in the afternoons? 
Oh, yeah, no doubt about it, man. I, and you see, I still represent for the 254 in my, uh, my Twitter account right there. I got to hold it down for Central Texas, you know, so got to show that love. That's it's right. funny, and I know, we, I know we don't have much time, but what's funny about that is I find myself always saying, like, like, like we're coming back, we're going to Texas for, for the Cowboy game on Thursday. The wife's going to go see some of her family. And so I told everybody at the job, I was like, yeah, we're going home. And I'm thinking, I was like, no, we're not going home. I'm already home. I'm, <laughs> I'm the West Coast guy. But, man, Central Texas rubs up on me. So I've been representing for Texas uh, so much to the point where I've been slandering the barbecue out here. I've been doing all kinds of things, man. I've been the, – the, the Mexican food I've been slandering here. That's just not what I get in Texas. So, uh, yeah, I'm representing. Now, I'm not going all the way to Dr. Pepper and all that other stuff. I'm not going that far. But still, I'm holding it down. Uh, but, yeah, as far as the show goes, man, uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, of course, 4 to 6, like you mentioned, uh, in Central Texas. Uh, LVSportsNetwork.com, that's the easiest way to find us. Every one of our stations, you can click on it and, li- and listen live. ESPN Las Vegas, uh, Radio Nation Radio 920, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1230 The Game. We have all of them. I'm actually on Wednesday going to be uh, co-hosting on the morning show on ESPN Las Vegas and turning around and doing my show on uh, Radio Nation Radio 920, then flying to Dallas. Uh, for the game, and I'm going to visit Central Texas. So if you know my hotspots in Central Texas, look for your boy. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and leaving out Sunday. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Well, the bars will be packed in Central Texas. The wake-up <laughs> bartenders are, are getting ready right now. That's exciting news. This is fun, man. Thanks so much. And I mean, there's so many people that are excited to hear you. I've been getting messages on Twitter all day. So thanks for taking some time for us this afternoon. Hey, man, Brett, my brother, thank you so much for having me on. I do appreciate you, man. You're doing a fantastic job with everything. Make sure you hug the family and, and tell everyone at the station. I said, what up, though? That's your boy Q. We'll be back on the Matt Mosley Show next. This is ESPN Central Texas.